Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I am your host, Tyler. And I am your still-broke co-host, Till. RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into that void about various aspects of D&D. <laughs> oh, oh, there oh, it is. Oh, delayed. Oh, Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Oh my god, it's a void. Uh, I, you know, I have seen your tweets and your emails. I'm aware of the things you'd like us to talk about. Um, you know, we're in the middle of something. We'll get to it. I promise. I 100%. know I'm really, really bad at replying to tweets. So if you tweet at me, if I get back to you in like three days, that's yeah. good. That's good. Good. Yeah. good work. That means I really care about you. Uh, if I reply to you same day, whew, boy, are you lucky. You got him at a good time. Yeah, right. You know, I replied to an email like a week later. I was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw this. I see you. I hear you. Fun fact, we don't get paid for this. So yeah, we do right? it in our spare time. I have four email accounts on my phone. One of them just happens to be this podcast. There it is. Uh, yeah, feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Feel free to subscribe to our Instagram, RWD underscore podcast, where I'm assuming there are memes. Memes for days. Are they still? Are you still putting memes up? I haven't in a while. Okay, don't follow our Instagram. It's useless. Oh well, no, you can follow it. I mean, we've got like ninety followers or something. Yeah, well, they're probably bored with you. Yeah, I just yeah. I hate social media. I really do too. It's <laughs> Facebook was the downfall of Western civilization. <laughs> Twitter is a cesspool. TikTok is TikTok. <laughs> I don't know what I did. Like, so all I do on the gram is I, I I post the the memes and like when people follow me, I go to their page. I'm like, what are these people doing? And somehow now, if I just hop on Instagram and I just enter search, just a general search, not you just like hit the magnifying glass. You I don't just actually hit search for anything. the magnifying glass. I don't search for anything. It's just a bunch of like sexy ladies. I had that same conversation recently. Like I, I don't seek that out. It just yeah. happens, and then eventually mine has gotten better. Like it's now things about movies and D and D and whatever. But well, that's where it defaults. <laughs> it defaults to like yoga butts and you know gym girls. So, so like it's kind of getting better because nowadays I get like high fantasy sexy ladies. Oh, okay, cosplay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's getting better. It's I don't. Getting yeah. towards something the, I actually would look at, but the Instagram algorithm just says okay. Here's some fit young people. Yeah. 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 I agree. Instagram, because it's an extension of Facebook, is really just not that great. I'm mm. another follower. Hey. All right. Uh, we're continuing our adventure in this, our 100 and like third episode of the show. We're going down to Salt Marsh. Okay. So I think this was a tactical error on our part because yeah. I think we thought this was an actual adventure and it's not. It is listed as an adventure. And it's, we'd never experienced it before. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't prep enough. <laughs> didn't really look into it enough to realize that it is essentially the same thing as uh, Candlekeep Mysteries or, or uh, Tales from the Yawning Portal, in that it is separate adventures in a book. But they, and actually, they, they're, they're all just reskinned adventures from back in the day. They can kind of tie together. But yeah, they have like at least the geographic area in common. And if you do one, it gives you a hook into another one. Gives you, but it's not one cohesive adventure, so to so to speak. Yeah, and they don't really describe what level you need to be at to do them. And yeah, I do. think, do they? 
I think yeah, they only do that for like the first three. I don't remember seeing that. Uh, the first five the are in sequence, and then the, then you skip a level for the sixth one, and then I think you skip a level for the seventh one. Okay. So the Ghost of Salt Marsh is exactly that. It's seven quests. <laughs> yes, it's it's three. It's you know things. Yeah. They they I hardly describe them as adventures because they are short. Very short. Very each short. one each one only accounts for a level at best. Yes, and um, you definitely will need more than that when you go to like the later ones. Uh, and I would say they're only levels if you're going on milestones, anyways. Yeah. Because some of them are so short, you could walk into the the place, make peace with the enemy, and you're done. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But fun fact: best part about this entire thing, and and going through this entire thing and everything, I did not know until I went on D and D Beyond and I went to Ghost of Salt Marsh. There is an audio clip. Yeah. There's what do other... we do with a drunken cleric? What do yeah, we do yeah. with a drunken cleric? Yeah, yeah. So I, I did not know that, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, that voice is so familiar, and and it is so familiar. It is on, the one. Hold on, I'm listening to it again. What shall okay. we do with a drunken cleric? What shall we do with a drunken cleric? What shall we do with a drunken cleric? Early in the morning. This should be this should be super up easy. She rises, and up she rises, and up she rises. It's not coming to me. Who is it? It's Sam Regal. Is it really? Oh yeah, I can hear it now. Okay. <laughs> I downloaded the clip. I will put it in our episode right yeah. there where I'm listening to it. Everyone's favorite bard, Sam Regal. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know where you'd put that in there, but there is a there's some piracy involved. Yeah. Uh, there's some boats involved, but mostly so, it's town shit. Honestly, my favorite part about all of this nonsense is the fact that it does detail and explain boats, how to use them, positions on the boat, how they affect your combat encounters and random encounters and stuff. Uh, that was my favorite part about it. There is a lot of technical detail, um, unnecessarily so. Yes, hundred percent. In some in some areas, because like I said, you can bypass many of the encounters in all eight chapters of this book. Yeah, I want to go to the beginning though, because you yes. said it. This is based on an old adventure. So there, each one is based off of a different old adventure. Yeah, um, from the various editions. First, Sinister three, of Secret, edition. Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh being one of them. Salvage Operation being another. They're, yeah, the, Danger Done. What all of them are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. from from the eighties and the nineties, two thousand. They didn't even change the names. Like, no, I don't think they did. <laughs> no, they're all of them are the exact same names. Yeah, they they basically just like added combat to all of them. They they updated it for fifth edition. Is pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. So. Talk about lazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, I still no. say to this day, nothing in the world is lazier than when they just reprinted Eberron and said the first book was playtest only and fuck you, you don't get any refunds. I'm, I'm kidding about the laziness of this because it, it is a valid thing to take old adventures and update them for a current audience, right? You change around some problematic I mean, stuff. You update the combat rules. You update the monsters. You add some things here and there. There's a reason that we skipped talking about Tales of the Yawning Portal, and we're going to skip Candlekeep Mysteries because, you know, right? I'm not old. saying they're worth us talking about. This is this is ah, a lesson we ah, learned. Ah, we le yes, I'm saying it's yes, valuable yes. for wizards 
of the coast of perhaps the sins of the past well to say hey this was a popular adventure in the 80s you know during during first edition um why don't we update it for fifth edition for a new audience we make some money they don't have to do the work everybody wins fair right? enough so it's a valuable process to do this um that being said this is just like things we've talked about before i would even say it's like um dungeon of the mad mage where you could you just take a section of this mm-hmm. and drop it in your existing adventure you don't have to do these all in order yes yes these can be different sea cities as people come across them they don't you know have to be a specific place um you know and when you get into any of these all of these stories all, all of all of the cities and the locales that you go to everything feels in my opinion very old very uh, very dated as a narrative uh in a lot of ways uh and it just it reminds me especially salt marth salt uh, salt marth salt marsh 100 percent reminds me of uh Innsmouth from lovecraft lore salt marth is when uh marth from fire emblem gets very angry after losing Ooh, he gets salty <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was actually had a similar thought that a lot of the plot hooks and like missions feel very classic. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you adventuring party are going to be the initial reconnaissance force before our battle. That's it. Like, okay, yeah, sure, that yep. that checks out. Yeah, I mean, we can. That's that's chapter six. I don't know if we want to go in order or just hit that. Because that's actually a big point that I wanted to talk about. Um, but well, at, at the other end, at, at, in that same—I'm sorry, not the other—in the same vein, there's some obsession with aboliths at Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but they appear a lot. I think aboliths are a good uh, high second tier enemy. Challenge yeah. rating ten. You know they're intelligent. Legendary they're, actions. Yeah, they have legendary actions. Uh, they usually have lair actions because they're typically in their lair when you encounter them. Um, you know, so, and, and you know that they're evil. So it's, it's a good mid tier encounter. Cause you can talk to them. They're, they're highly intelligent. Yeah. You know, whether or not you want to try to negotiate with them is up to you. It's usually like negotiating with a mind player. It will usually end in you dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not too hard, you know, not too easy. It's just, it's a good encounter in my opinion. Well, if you wanted to go through them one at a time, we can. You know, five minutes on each one's fine. It's up to you. However, you want to handle this. I got notes on it all. Whatever, sure. Salt Marsh, chapter one. Uh, pretty straightforward. So this pretty much lays out the region for you. There's no real. Yes. There, there's like little quests and things, but this essentially lays out the world that you will inhabit in this book. The town of Saltmarsh. Saltmarsh and the surrounding and geographic region. The regions. literal time you can spend just doing a jobs of work. Yes, a lot of downtime activities. Here's, here's the rules for how you can spend a week working. Mm-hmm. You gain wages and possibly a fun fact. Yep. But uh chapter one does have the best magic item vendor ever. Which one is that? I don't I don't remember that. Um, Captain Zen, uh, Captain Zendros. Captain Zendros of the faithful quartermasters of okay. I use. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Okay. What, what don't you get? It's a chaotic evil worshiper of a demigod. Yep. Who in no way is chaotic evil. Um, no, not chaotic. Probably lawful. Purely lawful. Yeah. Who is in the orderly function of buying and selling boatloads of fish to send back to their patron. But can help you possibly yeah. track down magic items. Yeah. 
But every magic item, again, again, spoilers for the, all these adventures, right? Every magic item you get through Zendros is cursed mm -hmm. so that anyone attuned to it can be targeted by detect thoughts by Zendros, by her, no range, no saving throw, no knowledge of being casted, and the only way to find out is through an identify spell, more or less. Okay. Like, that's so fun. That's so fun. <laughs> like, she just, she just wants to hear your thoughts. It doesn't charm you. It doesn't influence you. It doesn't do anything. She just wants information, mm -hmm. right? Every magic item. Who knows how many items she's put out there that she can listen to people's thoughts? How many? Dozens? Hundreds? Enough. Right? Enough. So she just has a, a, a incomparable information network, right? Mm -hmm. When somebody says, hey, I need a plus one dagger, she could just go listen to somebody else and go, yeah, well, that guy's got a plus one dagger. <laughs> so I love her as a vendor right mm -hmm. but yeah there's a lot of detail of salt marsh in here the, the 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 town the law and order what makes up their militia what makes up their guard how they respond to shit the mood of the town you know all this stuff yeah which is another big thing that you see throughout the various um adventures stories whatever you want quests uh in this is um a lot of the book is is using RP to sway the mood of the town and having actual metrics by which you do that, whether it's Salt Marsh or Lizard Folk or whoever else you might run into. And I don't know if I like or dislike that, um, but it definitely makes it so that you have a quantifiable number by which to say these people like you or they don't. Well, that's because they're obsessed, apparently ever since the 80s, with putting you in factions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and getting mm -hmm. you in standing with guilds and organizations and you know councils they want you to be part of factions well, that's because it makes for easy storylines and it makes for easy plot hooks and yeah. pushing of uh railroading right yeah like oh well you get called on by the guild master he heard a thing you know mm -hmm. so there's a, there's again there's always a heavy emphasis on factions right yeah. so salt marsh uh, there's a there's a house nearby that's haunted yeah, there's the, that's honestly that's chapter one. probably the least interesting part of the entire chapter is the haunted house and the pirate boat, like whatever that that should happen. That's just so <laughs> basic and boring. Yeah, there's a scary haunted house. There's that's... some ghostly lights in it. Can you can you check it out? Yeah, well we're level one, so yeah, sure we'll go check it out. Yeah, right? it's not this haunted. Is, it's not haunted. It's fucking pirates. Fucking pirates. But this is for level one uh, party, right? Yeah. Um, there's pirates. The 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 pirates. Their motivation is is interesting, right? They are arms dealers smuggling yeah. to the lizard folk. Yeah. So like that part leads it. I think the next chapter and the, mm -hmm. the following chapter are actually interesting. Yeah, the great Scooby Doo adventure. The great. <laughs> this is very much chapter one of a Scooby Doo adventure, right? Yes. Uh, where you're you unmask. You find an unconscious guy in a closet. Turns out he's a bad guy who's been who's been setting the house up to look like it's haunted, right? To make you mm -hmm. to scare you off. He betrays you. Uh, you know, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, and then you know, there's the pirate ship, and you go to the pirate ship. Maybe you sneak on. Maybe you learn the code to get on. Maybe you safely. burn it. Maybe you just burn it without realizing that there's a sea elf prisoner on board that can help you out a lot. You know, a whole lot of things. But honestly, you know, it don't talk take too much longer on chapter one. The thing that I don't get, and they bring it up, and I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. There is a night hag, uh, Granny Nightshade, or whatever her name is. 
that's out in the woods of sorrow or bullshit. Dreadwoods. Yeah, the Dreadwoods, whatever. And it's just a night hag. No special. They say it's an ancient night hag, you know, and, and she's done all these things, but she doesn't have a special stat block. She just has a normal night hag stat block. Well, she and, has wear jackals, jackal wears. Well, no, no. She's got in her command, on top of everything else, 23 Oni and three full blooded vampires. Powerful as vampires. Many. She is a challenge rating five. A single Oni is challenge rating seven. A single vampire is challenge rating 13. And yet, for some reason, these 26 vastly overpowered creatures serve her. I don't get it. But she, that's just an RP thing because she's a ancient. Yeah, I know. That's right? stupid. I'm she lives walk in a castle. In the and kill the fuck out of her. It's going to be great. Again, she is fun to be out there. You can go do it. She has no relationship to any of the adventures. Yeah, no. At all. I, right? It felt so useless that they put that in there. It's a cool thing. It's a cool fact. Why don't you, we can put Granny Nightshade somewhere in our adventure? I'm gonna put some jackal wares in my adventure. Man, right? Wear felt, jackals. Felt stupid. But she's just out there in the Dreadwood doing her thing. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, like I said, adventure concludes. You discover these guys have been selling weapons to lizard folk, folk that are ten miles west. And the implication is the lizard folk are about to. Go on the offensive and attack. Uh, but maybe you don't follow up with that adventure, right? Who knows? Yeah. M- maybe you leave Saltmarsh. Yeah, I would. Maybe you stick around because people like you here for whatever reason. M- maybe a little at this point. <laughs> Depends on how you handled it so far. And you hear about the portents of war, right? Like, like I remember there's this great, uh, there's great parts of chapter one where essentially it, they end the adventure for you all together where if you don't sell the smuggled goods back to the town, they ask you politely, politely but firmly. Yet firmly to leave. Yes. Uh, well, the, some of the goods, they're like, yeah, it's fine. But a lot of it, like if you don't give it back to us, they're, they hate you. Yeah. But that also happens in chapter five or six where if, if you flee the battle, they tell you you have to go. Yeah. They will... They will Put you on a boat and send you away. Yes. We'll send you anywhere you want to go. A one-way ticket. One-way ticket. So these people, these people are serious. Yeah. They're a very serious little salt marshy town. Yeah. So. So chapter chapter two, two, Lizard Folk. Yes. Uh, You go by land or by sea to the Lizard Folk Enclave. Uh, Hopefully you go by land because if you go by sea, they might not like it very much and they might assume that you're a bad guy working with the real bad guys. Everyone knows that fish people suck, but only How certain you, fish people. Hold on. I never say it right. Sahuigan? Sahagwin. Sahagwin? Yes. Sah. Sah. Sahuagin. Hold on. I'm going to go listen to okay, Matt or Mauritius say ahead. it. Sahuagin. Sahuagin, says Matt Mercer. Okay. Sahuagin. Sahuagin it is from now on. Right. That's fun background. Along with the ASMR. The lizard folk don't actually care about the humans. In fact, they deliberately think humans are useless. Yes. You know, except it's tasty treats sometimes. They're getting weapons to go kill some Sahuagin. They're getting weapons and allies. Merfolk and and Lokatha. Lokatha, yeah. Uh, Uh, Which are fish people, but like... like But the good kind. Weird looking good fish people. Sahuagin are the lean evil fish people. So you and Kuatoa are frogfish people, and this is the part of the adventure I'm talking about where, you know, um, not the haunted house, but this, 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 this what's this event? Is this chapter three actually? Chapter two. Chapter two. 
Is this chapter three? This is chapter two. No, the no. sinister secret of Saltmarsh, right? The ghost is chapter two. Chapter oh. three is danger at Dunwater. Oh my God. Chapter one is Cha- useless. Chapter one is useless. It's just, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's not. It's not useless. It's a lot of background information if you want that stuff, right? Okay, so yeah, so chapter three is the lizard folk. Chapter three is lizard folk. The adventure summary is if you go there and you play nice, they talk to you and explain this. That's the adventure. Yeah. That's the quest. Yeah, You're done. Things- you nailed it. You made friends. That is, you made friends or you didn't. That is the entire chapter. Right. You, the, you might go in angry and then back off and then apologize and like go on a, a hunt for a crocodile and then learn that the Sahuagin are bad guys, but you're not supposed to just go in and kill a lizard folk. No. No. And if you do, you'll probably get killed or, or just, they'll just force you to leave and you'll realize you can't beat them. There are a lot of lizard folk and, yeah. and they're queen. Uh, just quick fact, the sea elf from chapter two, huge, huge help here. Huge, huge help. He does attend you on some of the adventures. Also terrible names. These, whoever named these characters, obviously these are old characters because they all have terrible fucking names. Yeah. Oceanus, the sea elf. I would say Oceanus. Oh, you know what you could call him? Oceanus, like Seamus. I accept. Oceanus, the sea elf. Yeah. Sounds like anus, but Oceanus. Um, he is kind of responsible for your thinking that the lizard folk are going to attack anyways. So it's good like, that he's involved in making amends well, to that. But then he also, uh, as soon as you see a Sahagwin or Sahagwin, Sahuagin, whenever you see the bad fish people, he's like, oh shit, that's a bad fish person. I know what's up now. Yeah, because they are bad fish people. Yeah. They are lawful evil. Yeah. Challenge rating one half. Blood frenzy. Shark telepathy. Sahuagins can magically command any shark within 120 feet of it. Bam. Whoa, what the fuck? Seriously? Druid turns into a shark? Uh-oh. <gasps> oh, my God. Does that work that way, you think? I I would say if they if you polymorph into a shark, yes. If you wild shape into a shark, no. Dude. Because in wild shape, you maintain your mental faculties, but okay, in yeah. polymorph, you become that creature. Dude, I didn't know Sahuagin could command sharks. That Dude. makes them so much better. It makes them more fun and makes Dude. combat encounters more fun. Hell yeah. So many sharks. One Sahuagin, 10 sharks. Done. Uh, but that's it. I, I think chapter three is actually the, the motivations are interesting because you learn, oh shit, the Sahuagin are actually on. They're the ones planning soon to dominate the coastline and kill everybody. The lizard folk are trying to <laughs> go push back, right? And what's great is you learn this, but the actual dealing with this issue doesn't happen for two more chapters. Correct. Which well, I- even in this chapter, there's like factions in the lizard folk that are like, no, we shouldn't be allying with people. Blah, blah, blah. We can handle it ourselves. Like there's there's politics at play here, but it's not very adventurous. No, it's not. I think as much as this is an interesting chapter, it's an underwhelming quest. Yes. Right. So uh, what the hell is that next? Salvage operation, salvage operation. Is this the one with the island or the death, the boat, the ghost boat? That's the, this, is ghost, yes, this is yes, ghost, ghost boat, boat with the giant octopus. Ah oh, yes, the giant octopus. Um, this this feels like a side quest, right? Yeah. This feels like a side quest to the yes. main adventure. The next two things are 100 percent side quests. <laughs> Drawn from Dungeon One Two Three, Mike Merle's 2005 adventure salvage operation. Uh island cultists boat with treasure. No, island cultists is the next chapter. No, well the the boat crashed on an island with cultists. Uh, Some of them got no. on the boat. <laughs> Oh, wait. No? 
Yeah, that's oh this, different cultists, different cult. Yeah, different yeah, yeah. cults. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah, yeah. always cultists, cults, right? Cults and undead. That's all you find in Salt Marsh. Yes. The background here is that Prince Albrecht Draleon, who's rich motherfucker, piled all his earthly goods on this boat because he's stupid. Mm-hmm. Sent it out to sea. It crash landed on an island with angry cultists who killed everybody on board. Eventually, they split into factions. Some of them got on the boat, took it back out to sea. Prince says, "Hey, shit! There's my fucking boat." Somebody go get that. I'll give you some money. Guess what? It's not that easy. There's yes. fucking things on the boat. There, uh, uh, yes, there. It's stuck in the middle of the water because it has recently come under assault from a very large octopus. Not to yes. confused with a kraken or giant squid. Just a big ass octopus. Just a big ass octopus. So it's basically a dungeon crawl on a boat. Yeah, and I like that. At the end, the octopus kind of represents this unstoppable force. But you know what doesn't make sense about this fucking chapter or in this fucking adventure? The half-orc druidic shaman who worships Lulth. He was he was on the island. He's part of the cult that killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck? What the literal fuck? Yeah, you do wonder as a player, right? How you would learn about that? Because the ship crashed on this island everybody who was on the ship died and the cultists eventually took it back out to sea no one would have any knowledge about this cult except the people you encounter on the boat and kill and they're not going to tell you about it so you're like why is there a why is there a loth worshiping half orc that doesn't make any sense that's not a drow no it doesn't not make any sense like the entire thing doesn't make any sense. It, it's just, oh, it's just it's also what's an Lulth doing in the middle of the ocean? The boat. Well, that makes sense. You know, they're spidery-like creatures. There's a lot of giant spiders and other caps. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's a dungeon crawl on a boat. Uh, I forget what the treasure is on the boat. So you're supposed to get a giant chest back. Treasure. For the All the cultists bo- for the boss. Wooden box. Um, Spell scrolls, gold, silver. There. Uh, I forget what chapter it is, but there is a reward of Electrum. And uh, they can go straight to hell. Yeah, I didn't remember that. But that's updated for 5th edition, babe. Yeah, right. Cloak of protection, lots of gold. So there's some there's some good treasure in this. There's also ghasts, right? Albrecht's box. Albrecht's box has... It has no lock or latch. It can't be opened by normal means. Oh, you don't even get to nope. know what's in it. You have to dispel magic or you have to know the word. Okay, okay, okay. And no matter who's carrying it, it will slow you down, so just keep that in mind. So the octopus fight isn't really a fight. No, it's, it's more of a time. It's like a quick time event in a video game. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's an hourglass that's counting you down to get out of the boat. Yeah, like you're trying to escape, it's breaking through the sides. It doesn't matter if you attack it or not. You can't like kill it, right? Yeah. The only thing that you do by attacking it is. Uh, remove the need to make saves to avoid difficult terrain. Yeah, you, you slow it down more or less. Yeah. So, you know, get on the boat, get kill everybody, get the treasure, escape the octopus. There you have it. Yeah. And then get back to town on your rowboat. Yeah. <laughs> so. Good thing the octopus isn't interested in anything good, smaller than a galley. Good, good thing the octopus gets scared off and doesn't try to kill you on your rowboat. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Next chapter, chapter five, Isle of the Abbey. This is another super undead fun time. Super undead fun time. It's always undead. So I like I like how 
when you're just traveling the island, depending on what square they walk into, it's like there are that many skeletons. It's like, okay, well, fuck. This cool. actually, this is probably like the grimmest, most interesting evil story in the book, I think. Yeah. Um, it has some cool monsters. Like, uh, eventually, you know, we'll get into the story, but eventually you run into skeletal swarms, which I think would be fun to describe. Uh, skeletal juggernauts, you know, that's pretty cool. Minotaur living crystal statue, fucking cool. And vampiric jade statue, also pretty fucking cool. Is this the one with Orcus portal? Uh, no, Orcus is further that's you have to it's something about a boat that's when we have to crash the the tamarit's fate i believe oh. the drowned ones that's the one with orcas okay i was thinking that was this one this is just clearing the island to put a lighthouse yeah on. no so yeah uh essentially you have to convince the cultists to leave even though they don't want to leave so that we can build a lighthouse God, it's so fucking stupid. This is capitalism. When I said it, it was stupid. I don't like it. Uh, the actual interactions in the Abbey are... Like, it's almost impossible to avoid a fight. Like, they're just so dead set in being stupid that you're pretty much guaranteed a fight no matter what you do. Now, you're talking about names, right? Oh, God, yeah. The human priest. Yeah. Ozymandias. Yeah, Ozymandias, yes. <laughs> yeah, yep. Not even trying not, not trying even to hide trying it. Trying to come up with a good name. Yeah. Just gonna just gonna lift this straight out of straight out of um Many myth and watchmen and whatever. Pick a thing. Right? And yes. place it right here. Yeah. Uh this one again, this is just um a dungeon crawl. There's nothing really exciting here, is there? Mm-hmm. I didn't think there was. Um you have to fight a Bodak. That's Bodak, a, fun time. a Bodak is a good fight only because it's environmental effects, right? Yeah, it's it's like fighting a basilisk, except instead of turning to stone, you die. Yes. So you got to have other creatures with the Bodak, right? The Minotaur skeletons and the specters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Bodaks aren't hard to kill. No, super easy to kill. But if you if they're sitting there while you're fighting other things, that's a problem. Just staring at you, Correct. waiting for you to die. Correct. So this is the most... I think this is, aside from the big battle against the Sahuigan, this is the most fighty chapter, you think? Uh, I feel like chapter... No, chapter... Chapter 8, yeah, because chapter 8's got the huge uh, siege. uh, That's what I'm saying, aside from the Sahuigan battle. No, no, that's chapter 6. Chapter 6 has that. Chapter 8's where... right? No, chapter 7, where you have to defend against the drowned ones and Orcus and whatnot. Yeah, but you You can... You have to retrofit the castle to defend, and that feels more... Like CG and like you know, kind of like Night of the Living Dead, where you're boarding up the windows. Yeah, this is more going square by square, killing yeah, shit. Yeah, this is more I, dungeon crawl. This is this is very much just like you said. Here's a square. Here's some skeletons. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get a hundred gold. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, if the characters find a clear path to the skeletons, they get a hundred gold. I think you get a full reward. I forgot what the full reward is like a couple hundred gold. But... Okay. I, I'm bored with that chapter, frankly. Yeah, yeah, it's a boring gonna... chapter. The final enemy. This is the Sahuigan fight. This is the dumbest one. Why do you think this is the dumbest one? All you have to do is do recon and you're done. You don't have to, you don't have to do the fight. The fight's relevant. You because... go and do the recon and that's the end of the fight. That's the end of the, the chapter. Unless you want to do the fight. You should do the fight. 
You don't, but you don't have to. That's the entire you point. Should. Like it ends. The, the, there is a conclusion before the actual fight. Uh, I do think that's funny in terms of writing, right? The, the the Council of Lore, which is the lizard folk, the merfolk, the lakat, the cot, whatever, and the humans, like, hey, adventurers, go to the islands that the Sahuigan have taken over, check it out, tell us about their soldiers, tell us about their traps, whatever, and see if you can figure out how long until they attack us. Two weeks from when you get back, two weeks, we're gonna go assault the place. You go. You're encouraged heavily to sneak around and not kill anything and not and kill the least amount of things you can get back on your boat and go back to town and say, Hey, there's Sahuigan there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you achieve your objective, return safely to Saltmarsh. You're a hero for some reason. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no, you, you've read it right. You get a house. And then two weeks later, you go on the assault. If you want. I don't see why you wouldn't. There's no obligation to do it. And even in the assault, you're the initial strike force. And you can you, leave. You go in, you fight for three minutes. Then either you flee, conquer, or get back up. And like you, then you're, you're rushed to the back lines. They get you out of there. You're not part of the big battle. Yes. This is where, though, if you flee, they look at you sideways and tell you to go. Mm-hmm. Failure, right? Yeah. Uh, they like. Well, no, know. it's there. There's no losing. It's all victory. It's all about how many victory points you accumulate during the fight. There's there is a section for fleeing. Yeah, there is, but uh, failure is only if you achieve no victory points. Yes. If you like go and decide, eh, we don't want to do this, then you have achieved no victory points. But if you achieve even one victory point. The entire thing is victory. You get seven hundred gold pieces and a favor. Yeah, if if you if you flee at the first sign of opposition, again, yeah. politely but firmly ask you to leave. Yes, but that, I do like the victory point system. I think that's fun. Um, you get victory points for killing shit, basically. Yep. The bigger the thing, the more points. Fit, you know, pyrrhic victory is less than fifty points. Regular victory gets you a certain reward and magic items. Total victory gets you a bigger reward and more items. And if bonus for killing the Sahuigan leader and on and making it so the assault doesn't even have to happen then big reward and a silver raven figurine of wondrous woo, power woo, woo, woo. that's the one that turns into a mount right uh i thought it just becomes a raven that might just be the raven yeah it just becomes a raven uh one of them turns into a mount becomes a living creature the tan bag of tricks becomes different monsters oh it's just an animal message or raven that sucks yeah yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty shitty. One of the one, one of the fingerings of wonder's power becomes a mount. It might be the oh, horse. that I believe. It becomes maybe the yeah. horse. Um, so there's some cool system logistical stuff in here uh, that you can take advantage of for assaults, like how to how to gauge the victory of a battle. You know, the victory points. That, and that is like, fun. especially on a larger scale, it's a good idea. Yeah, but like, okay, the players kill this many things. That's significant of X. You yeah, know, that has this impact on the battle overall. That gets them this reward, you know. Uh, but yeah, you kill Baron Kepmak, the Sahuigan, and you push back the Sahuigan. They leave, never to cause trouble ever again. Very Unlike good. Strahd and um, a Sarerak. Yes, these people are killable. <laughs> yeah. Right, because you're at this point, you're level five, I think. Um, 
Because chapter eight. seven, which we're going into, is for six level characters. Yeah. Chapter yeah, chapter two covers two and three, and then four, five, yeah, six. So you'd be level seven going into chapter seven. You're level six going into chapter seven. Because remember, chapter two is the actual first adventure. You're level one. Yeah, but you gain two levels in that one. Uh, you go. You do level one is the haunted house. Level level one to two is haunted house. Level three, two to yeah, three honestly, is the ship. Couldn't matter less. It doesn't matter. They're not actually connected. Uh, this is this the Orcus chapter? This is the Orcus chapter. Yes, the Tamarout. This is a cool, again. There's so many cool background stories happening here. A lot I wish, of history. I wish that we were somehow part of those stories instead. Yeah, honestly, that's not a bad idea. Just say fuck the actual adventures and just do the background adventures. Right. How? Okay. So let's let's summarize the background here for chapter seven. Mighty sorcerer, bloodthirsty worshiper of Orcus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on, on on his boat, go around killing shit. Yep. Comes across an island with a building and a priest. Says, "I'm gonna kill it." The priest says, "No." Somehow, there's a great storm sweeps through, capsizing the boat. Sorcerer says, "No, Orcus, don't let us die." Orcus says, "Sure." Now you're all undead. I accept your offering. The undead come up on the island, kill everybody, drag them down to sea to turn them into undead eventually. So I don't know if you're familiar with such classics as The Fog uh, by John Carpenter. Um, I do not believe I've seen it. It is essentially the same premise. Pirate ghosts come, kill people in a fog, and then disappear when the fog leaves. Not the Pirates of the Caribbean ghost pirates? Ah, no. Those are, are those pirate ghosts or ghost pirates? Those are pirate, they're pirate undead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a classic joke from uh, the time Corn was on South Park. And they Corn were the band? Yes. And they were investigating pirate ghosts, or are they ghost pirates? Uh, so, okay, that's the background. How do we become part of that? How do we make that adventure? Yeah, I haven't figured that out yet. You know, oh, how do we make that? Oh, that. Yeah, how do we insert us into that story instead of instead of the follow up? I think that's easy. That's a high level adventure. The cleric priest person calls on your adventuring party, and you are the ones that summon the storm that drown the ship. And you're, so you're defending against the Tamarout's attack yeah, on the island. Exactly. Okay. That'd be a great time. That'd be a great battle. That'd be pretty They're cool. They're launching cannons at you. You're deflecting it with your super high level abilities and shit. Your druid causes the sea to open up and fucking swallow the ship. Oh, it'd be beautiful. So you're not at Saltmarsh anymore. You're somewhere else, but um, you end up at uh, Firewatch Island, right? Yeah. In the aftermath of a battle. First, you have to deal with harpies, because you reasons. St- you're more or less going to try to stop an army of the undead and, and then destroy you have to deal with the village of Uskarn, and then you get What's... to Firewatch Island and destroy the pit of hatred is your end goal. Yeah, yeah. Now, honestly, the best part about Firewatch Island is the reoccurring monstrous periton that just harries you and tries to eat you, and it's great. I love it. <laughs> it's like a so, rock, but deadly. So you would say this is like your favorite chapter. Uh, you know, I do like a lot of it. Um, that's tough. I really do enjoy all the skeletal shit in chapter five. That's tough. I don't know. We'll think on that. So it's definitely not um, chapter eight. I'll say that. You have to, you have to seal the rift, right? So, so no, 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 no. That is not any part. That's just bonus. If you do it, your main goal is rescue the surviving hermits. Destroy the drowned ones and their leader, and if you can, you seal the pit of hatred. Um, I do want to point out that one way to seal the rift is glue. 
Yeah, was it sovereign glue? That's <laughs> sovereign glue. Yeah, it's super glue. It's yeah. Literally, literally, one easy method of sealing is to use glue. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. So. Like, I know that sovereign glue is like magic glue, but it seems so funny to me. Like, you know, most adventures, there's a portal that makes undead. Like, you got to do something crazy. Glue. Glue. I just glue, glue it and glue I is... push it together. And... <laughs> glue is the answer. Unfortunately, Orcus has some universal solvent, so... I, You know, I never liked universal solvent as a magic item. It's just water. Because in science, water is the universal solvent, right? Like, yeah. I love it as a name, but, like, it's water. It's water. It's fucking water. It's like magic water. Um... But yeah, I will say that I think that this, I, I would, if I was going to give a group this specific adventure, not necessarily the background adventure, but this adventure, I would still have them be a high level because I would want them not just to seal the pit, but to go into the pit, explore the pit, deal with Orcus and all the crazy shit that comes with that. Yeah, that's her nine and 10 level characters. So again, still mid tier, but that's some high stakes. Yeah. Um, the last chapter, chapter eight, the styes is for 11 level, level 11 characters. Now, I will say, this one has some epic fights. The other ones have had fights or, like, sieges or, like, whatever. These are just straight-up epic fucking fights. This is the one that, the chapter that feels the most malicious. It feels the most complex. Um, it and feels, it feels Lovecraftian. Yes, especially even the names of things, right? Feel Lovecraftian. So, and even, like, in the description of it, the styes feels like it was pulled straight from the mind of H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, and there's an alien presence, right? A lot of that, a lot Multiple. of that stuff going. I, I love the alien like society where the one dude's the outcast and the other two just because like, he has faith. Yeah, yeah, he's he believes in God. Fuck you, we are scientists, you asshole. Yeah, again, that's fun. Avalith background, right? Like how how you'll learn that <laughs> nobody knows. Um, but the endless Nadir is where the Avalith live, and they have oh their own little God. society. And he just finds a juvenile kraken and says god sent this to me <laughs> yes he gets he's he's an outcast because he got he went a little crazy he started li believing in a dark god finds a baby kraken says i'm gonna raise this but my friends are back there they're gonna kill it so he takes it away to a old fortress he coincidentally in the town what's the town the styes finds a cult to the same dark god and so so he finds a drowned temple and then starts mind controlling the people that are the cultists into thinking he's one of them and convinces them to feed the kraken yes okay Which, it's awesome that's fantastic that's pretty cool that's, that's a good cool. setup right can you say the avalist name hold on it is skothka Ooh, is that how you say it I don't know, but that's S G O T H G A H. I said Sagothka. Ah, it's very, it's very like Lovecraft, like Cthulhu and Yog Sothoth and all. Yeah, these but you names. never add syllables in any of those. Well, there are other ones that I can't say online because they're very racist. Yes, so. but I looked at that and I did see the word Shogoth, right? Like, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. But so Skothga, because like the the H G H A part or H G A H. It, it it's very so tight yeah something like that he is the Abolith. he's great, he great. is a, the mastermind he's got a good setup he he made a serial killer he made a guy into a serial killer in town who before you even start the adventure he's been hanged right <laughs> that's that's the hook somebody says to you hey i think that guy that got hanged was framed i think that guy who we caught killing people as a serial killer was not the serial killer can you check it out 
because yeah. other people are being serial killed. That's the hook. And and you end up <laughs> well, from there. So so the the I I love everything about this chapter. It's a lot of fun. Um great fights. First you fight one Ablith, then you might fight two Ablis or negotiate with them, and then you fight a juvenile kraken. Yep. All challenge rating ten or fourteen. A lot of fun. But probably the creepiest slash worst part about this is Mr. Fucking Dory. What is Mr. Dory? He's not a human. He so he's a counselor. So essentially, um, in Lovecraft terms, he is a hybrid. He is a mix between an aberration and a human. Right, because he is described. How's he described? Um, I mean, if you just look at a picture of him, that'll do it. But uh, an inhuman his, creature. Yeah, his rare liquid sensitive skin condition is actually a form of the same Ablith affliction that creates scum. S-K-U-M. Yes, which are monsters that are yeah. actually pretty rough to fight. Yeah, Mr. Dory is an evil counselor in cahoots with Skothga, the Ablith. Yes. But he, he actually suspects that it's an Ablith and not a messenger of Therizdun, the evil but god. But this creepy-ass motherfucker not only can cast fucking fly, fireball, and cloud kill... He also has magic resistance. He also gets three attacks with a rapier per action. And he's got his fucking eye of corruption that just poisons you, gives you vulnerability to necrotic and poison damage for a minute. Uh, DC 15 con save. Like, holy fuck. At will invisibility, by the way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but he is water dependent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, God, he looks so fucking hideous. He looks like, um, like he's in an Edgar suit. Uh, yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. He looks like an Edgar suit, like a wet Edgar suit. Yes, totally, totally, totally. <laughs> or actually, you know what he kind of reminds me of? Remember in the first X Men movie when the yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, senator yeah. guy, the senator, be- he like his water power. It becomes like bubbly water guy. Looks yeah. kind of like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I personally am rooting for the juvenile crack in it. In all of this, yeah, he has no. He's just what did he do? Nothing. Nothing yet. I People mean, were just feeding him. Krakens are pure evil, so he'll you know, do bad things eventually. Uh, but a, until then, he's just a good guy trying to live his life. Hold on a second. I need to find a kraken stat block here. Juvenile Kraken is chapter fourteen. Unlikely. Oh, okay, it is chaotic evil. I didn't think that. Oh, juvenile. Yeah. No. All I know. Krakens are born evil, Tyler. Juvenile Kraken, okay? All Krakens are born evil. Or Nature versus like nurture, sir. Well, maybe if it wasn't raised by an Ablith, it would have turned out Yeah, right. right. If you give me a juvenile Kraken, it might no, definitely end up chaotic evil. evil. It'd be pure evil. <laughs> no, we need to give it to, uh, like... Greta Thunberg. A dog. We need a dog to raise. That's a dog. Did you ever see that meme? It's, a, it's more of a comic, really, where it's like... A genie shows up to a guy. He's like, thank you for freeing me. You have three wishes. And the guy says, oh, I wish my I could talk to my dog. Genie says, granted. The guy turns to his dog. He says, hey, bud, you got two wishes. Aww. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's so that. sweet. That dog would just wish for more bones. Uh, I, want, I wish you didn't have to go to work every day. Bam. Suddenly you're rich. Suddenly you're unemployed. What do you mean? <laughs> See, I'm looking at the happy side. That's why you can't have a crack in the rain. That's why I can't be a genie. <laughs> no, you'd be you'd be a devil. You'd be a devil that 
does things for people. I'd be the evil the worst genies, way possible. Right? Yeah. We're like, I wish I had a million dollars. I'd be like, done. But it was yeah. actually a million dollars that was stolen from somebody else. And now they're coming to kill they're you. They're coming to kill you. Yeah. 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 That's very uh, um uh monkey's Blue paw house's version of uh, Fantasy Island. Yeah. Yeah. Monkey's paw. All, all yeah. of those things. Wishmaster. One, two, three, four, bedazzled. and five. Bedazzled? You're thinking of bedazzled? Perhaps? I was not thinking of bedazzled. <laughs> I should have been thinking of bedazzled. I don't know how that wasn't the first thing on my mind. How did you not think of Brendan Fraser and um, Elizabeth Hurley? Question I was, yes, it was Elizabeth Hurley, but I was actually thinking of the original bedazzled. I'm going to just Google Elizabeth Hurley really quick. Okay, just, you know. Yeah, she still looks good. Yes, yeah, you know, she does. I, you can't knock it. Her and uh, Paulina Porzakova, they can be 56 and hot. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good for her. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, I think we butchered this. So but... again, and th- just the last part is that, uh, the appendix on ships is really cool. Read, read that if nothing else. Yeah. Again, this is a good resource for putting together an adventure from these pieces parts. This is not yeah, if you're an a lazy DM that doesn't want to write your own story. This is great. You know, that is a topic that was brought up to me on the Twitter. Uh, you know, our thoughts on somebody homebrewing, and we will discuss it. I replied to it, so I have thoughts there, but we will discuss it at length in the future. Um, what else? Let's see. How many more of these do we have? A couple more? Well, depending on uh, which ones we do or don't do. I can't remember. Are we doing um, we have Frost more. Maiden? Ryan with Frostman? I thought we weren't because we'd already talked about our okay. experiences. I can never remember. We always say one thing and then we do the other, so I don't know. Avernus, if we're not doing that, then we just have Avernus left. So Avernus and possibly Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, but which, maybe we're lazy. Which I'm fine. Avernus could be our Who last knows? one. Avernus, I, I actually thought that's the one we were doing this week, and then I re-listened to the podcast. I'm like, oh, fuck, we're doing Ghost of Saltmark, so I read that real fast. <laughs> um, yeah. So Avernus actually has some cool shit in it, so I look forward Yeah, to we're it. skipping Rick and Morty because... Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, and Candlekeep was is like this, and we realized we shouldn't have done this. You know, yeah, trying so. to talk about different adventures as one adventure, no es bueno, it's muy mal. Yeah, I actually do think that this is a good um, resource, though. I think this would be really cool to take these adventures and or these quests and put them into places. Um, I actually thought of taking this and interchanging it with Dungeon of the Mad Mage. In terms like having, of... Like having the, these stories take place... In Waterdeep instead of Saltmarsh. What if in the Dungeon of the Mad Mage, every level you went down, you got deposited into an environment like a like a mini demi-plane where you had to go on a little adventure like this? Yeah. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? Wouldn't that be something? All right, make sure to like and or subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. <laughs> or hate us and keep it yourself. Yeah, shut up. Follow us on Twitter at REWD Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, RWD underscore podcast. Feel free to send us topics you want to hear about or your D&D rants at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. I'm just going to, you know, hold on. Um, and if you'd like to, you can send us uh, Juvenile Kraken to race and see what I happens. do want to say sorry to Chris that it took me so long to reply to your email. <laughs> uh, but I'll get to it. And, as always, What shall we, we do with a drunken cleric? What shall we do with a drunken cleric? What shall we do with a drunken cleric? Hurly in the morning. Goodbye. Way hey, and up she rises. Way hey, and up she rises. Way hey, and up she rises. Hurly in the morning.